0: All right, we're back for another episode of Stream of Thought, and this is number 34. And we begin with talking about Victor's admiration of, let's just say, physical beauty and how that translates into his interaction with people. And then we transition a little bit into, what,
1: Hollywood, and the way that... We talk more about the, Hollywood and acting and my stuff going on at Second City. The and culture, yeah, the cultural, mean, it, culture. It's a it's a
0: huge topic. Yes, that we get into.
1: Vulnerability, people are getting taken advantage of. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, and then we talk about Facebook and technology oh, man. and artificial intelligence. Uh, you know sources on facebook are they reliable or not mostly not duh uh talk about the end of the world too technology and artificial limbs the pros and cons of the direction of where we're going
0: and even a little bit of a revelation
1: and the fact that it seems to be all around us all around us so with that being said episode number 34 stream of thought we hope you enjoy <laughs> At work today, I saw someone I was really happy to see. So, before, when I was don't at... Say. No. When I was at Glen Ellen before the store being remodeled, there's... Okay, so we've talked about before how, like, you're always generally... Not like... People are always generally nicer to people who they find attractive than people who are just, you know, not attractive or just, like, regular people. You know, like, at the grocery store, like, I'm like, oh, definitely, you need me to help you with that? Like, if, so, if, if someone who's attractive, like, I don't know why I just... That's just how it is. Call yeah. me an asshole. Don't care. I don't care. I don't care. It's biological. All right? But anyway, there's this one uh, customer who I always see, uh, and whenever I see her at the store, I'm, like, always excited to see her. And uh, and several weeks ago, I, like, made a comment, I started talking to her, and then I saw her again one time, and she was at the, re- I was at the register, and I was checking her out, and I'm talking, and she was like... Oh, what's your name? I'm like, oh my gosh, she asked me my she asked me my name. This is someone who's probably like she's probably late 30s, I'm guessing. And she has like kids and stuff, but she's super attractive and super fun to talk to. And I saw her today. And I went um at, at the Wheaton store, and I'm sitting in the register, and it's funny because I have like this this childish moment where I'm like, oh, should I go up and go talk to her? I don't uh, like. It's really weird, and so I went up and I started talking to her for a few minutes. She's like, "Bye," and then I leave and I go to the back room, and I see the other manager there, Adriana, and I'm I walk back and I'm just like smiling, and she's like, "What?" And I'm like, "Nothing," and I kind of like stop and I'm like thinking, I'm just like I don't really know what I'm. I, I just had like a, this brain fart where I'm just standing there, not, and she's like, "What?" And I'm like, "Nothing, nothing, nothing," and then she, she just knew that I was acting weird somehow. And then she's like, what? <laughs> I was like, okay. And I told her who I saw. And it was funny because as I'm telling her this, I realize how excited I am just the fact that I saw this person. And it's really weird. It's, it's funny because, uh, This person is married and has like small kids, but she's super attractive and she's like 10 years older than me. But it's just, it's funny that immediately when I see her and talk to her, my day is just a thousand times better, no matter what's going on. Whether I'm already having a good day or a shitty day, that moment just fucking launches me into outer space of having a great time. It's the validation, uh, man. And I just ride that, I just ride that emotion for a while, just like literally doing my work with a big smile on my face.
0: <laughs> it's those moments of uh, true appreciation of the beauty. Funny. You know what though, it speaks it speaks to the power of that relationship though. I mean, the ability to connect beyond, I don't know, man. What what do you what do you make what do you make of that uh that experience why you find so much joy in that?
1: Just little pleasure in life because she's attractive. Okay. <laughs> sum it up because <sighs> she's attractive yeah cool man i don't really have much to add on that topic. really maybe i maybe i can just uh criticize you and just berate your intelligence <laughs> and everything for the next hour and a half just well, kidding <laughs> <Yes>. mystery episode <laughs> uh, the lost episode the lost episode but yeah, that was one thing that was on my mind um, that was on my mind today. So was it just that experience? Like just
0: the experience in itself or anything beyond that? Was there any deeper insights into
1: that or was it just, no. I love this experience. Just, just that she's my favorite customer. And when at, it's funny because the first time I saw her at Wheaton, um, cause I see her all the time at Glen Ellen, right? Yeah. But now that Wheaton is. Until Glen Ellen re- reopens, a lot of people are at Wheaton. The first time I saw her, I like hesitated not, and I didn't for whatever reason I didn't go say hi. And then uh late, and I talked to her several times before. And then later, I was like, "Oh man, that was a big mistake." So most of the most of the time when I walk in, I think to myself, "Oh, am I going to see this person today?" Because I see them probably at least three times a week at Glen Ellen when it's open. I wonder
0: how common, because I know. I know I can relate to that experience of developing relationships with people who really you don't have a relationship with, but whose passing encounters form this chronological timeline and development of like, you know, you see, you see them in an aisle one, you know, one day. Then the next week you see them again and you go by and you you ask them if they need to find anything. And then the next week you encounter them at the checkout and you're like, Hey, I saw you last week yeah and, and it sort of progresses that way, and even though it's really nothing, you know it's it's nothing but a passing blip of our relationship, yes. yes, it stands out because it's just it's it's intriguing for whatever reason, and uh for you, it seems to be that <laughs> yeah there, the, a certain a certain elemental nature to
1: that relationship, yeah that's fascinating. for sure yeah um and then what happened yesterday yesterday was Tuesday. I can't recall what it was. I got water in my basement. That sucks.
0: Yeah, dude. I mean, with this rain we've been having the past...
1: Well, the past couple of
0: days, but... Yeah, it's been like two
1: days, but it's just like not more rain in one day than like the last two or three months. I'm so glad we don't live in
0: Florida right now not mowed.
1: I have not mowed my lawn since maybe, maybe the middle of August. First week of August. Really? Yeah. My my lawn just got straight up torched so that by when the when the first rainfall happened and uh the next day I see my lawn I'm like wow my lawn is really green now cuz it just wasn't growing yeah it just was not growing at all was it like a dust bowl kind of no, situation no it wasn't like that i mean it had there was, it was mostly, it was like yellowish green, just not growing at all. There was still grass. It wasn't like a dust bowl. Well, <laughs> maybe it was a little bit. But, um, yeah. So then it started raining and it's like, wow. It looks healthy and luscious. Like my hair. <laughs> <laughs> like your hair. Um... Uh, well,
0: there are a couple things i don't know there were, there were certain things in the news that i had uh oh
1: uh, president trump of. i spoke to the president of the virgin islands uh really because there is no president of the virgin islands <laughs> yeah
0: that's right it's idiot a us colony
1: yeah yeah i don't know there it's sort of been just
0: pretty mundane the report did come out just totally side note that uh robert Mueller, you know the russian investigation interviewed the former chief of staff Reince Priebus which that doesn't really mean anything but it's fun news um were you gonna say something no oh okay I a, but I did have a couple of things so you know how um you know how the whole Harvey Weinstein I know we we talked about the Harvey Weinstein thing briefly and all that and uh did I okay no I have nothing. That, was, <laughs> that, that is not going to go anywhere. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? We talked about Harvey Weinstein before, and that's enough. I don't really want to talk about him anymore. I'm kind of over that. There is so much reporting going on about that, though, and just the changing culture of Hollywood. I don't know how, because I know you would want to... I
1: forgot m- to mention before when we were talking about that, like because it was a huge exec with all this power. I forgot to mention, too, imagine working with someone for 20 or 30 years and then this comes out whether you realize it or not just you're probably not gonna say anything about it you know what i'm saying
0: well yeah i mean there's that cone of secrecy you know
1: but yeah it's just like just imagine working with someone and 20 years go by and then like you're not just gonna all of a sudden start talking shit about somebody
0: well because i think i'd mentioned to you before that Part of the reason that Matt Damon is a star today is because of Harvey Weinstein, who was, um, yeah, they worked Goodwill with him hunting, and Ben Affleck, hunting, yeah, Goodwill
1: Hunting, yeah, that
0: he ended that launched Matt Damon's career. And it, it was that question of, like, could you believe that somebody who really made you who you are could be such a monster, you know, like, were you made by a monster? That's sort of the philosophical, yeah, theological question to be asked, but, um yeah it's just i i see i see these reports that are focusing not just on the harvey weinstein issue itself but on the culture of hollywood and i know you would want to move to la right did you yeah. want to move to the hollywood area and try yeah. to integrate yourself into that For environment? Sure. because they're saying it's just it's an awful environment to try and Make a start in because people are just taking advantage of everyone's fighting for the smallest little scrap. Basically, you have everyone who works in all the restaurants and all that. Like they're all waiters, they're also, yeah. sort of, but they're all filmmakers. They all have you know scripts. They all have you know they're all actors. Yeah, there's all these beautiful people. I mean, it's just there's it's supply and demand. There's it's just saturated. Two, it's saturated exactly. And I'm thinking to myself, man, dude, like. Could you imagine what would have happened if you'd moved out? Like, in, in hindsight, do you feel as though that would have been something that would have been a challenge for you? Or would you just ground it out and sort of oh. ta- taken the, the moral beating that some of these people have? Because some of these people were, like we said, that gray line of, like, you know.
1: I think it was definitely a good thing that I didn't go out there when I wanted to go out there. Because... I, because now looking back, having the knowledge I have now, before going out there, I would want to pretty much, you know, exhaust all my resources here in Chicago, or at least, um, or at least you, you know what I'm saying, um, exhaust all the resources or just kind of use this city and what it has to offer as like a running start before going out there yeah yeah it's a good i'd rather know what i'm doing before going out there rather than not knowing anything at all and like you think about second city too it's such
0: a a friendly environment i feel like i've
1: learned so much from teachers and people that i luckily did not have to learn from experience oh one of my classes i learned one of my classes i learned and not to mention just like the teachers you have, at least a couple of them that I have, like I can hit email them anytime I want with questions. But um, one class that I took, I the first class in three hours, I learned more than than what somebody probably learns in you know maybe I'm guessing a couple of years learning on there oh like i'm just i just got hit with so much knowledge In like by trial somewhere. like trial and error st- type of stuff so like how to properly how to properly um contact an agency asking for representation how to format oh, your okay. how to format your resume um what oh. your headshot would look like what it shouldn't look like do's and don'ts of Going into audition into an audition room. Now, just when all you sorts when you stuff.
0: when you heard this stuff, was it was it one of those it clicks like common sense? Like, oh, of course, this is how, why it would look this way, or of course, you know, this yeah. is the thing that you sort of need Some to do stuff. to make it look. There yeah. were certain keys to making it just sort of applicable to the field
1: that you were trying yes. to. Yes, like my first to. when I because um, it's different than like a one of the class classes that thing. I took. Sorry, I'm just shedding all over your right now. Yeah, dude, right you, now. you have... <laughs> I'm just watching you molt right before my eyes right now. This is so disgusting. Um, sometimes... <laughs> what, you let it No, in here? No, sometimes just, just I like Victor. to collect it and see how many hairs I can... Make a uh, pillow out of it, man. Collect. You gotta, um, you gotta go to, get, get a groom. This guy, get Jeffrey, groom, in man. my class was sitting next to me, and he said something to me like, get your lady hairs off of me, you little bitch, or <laughs> something like that. I don't know what it was. <laughs> but, um... Anyway, yeah, my first class that I was in, or my, one of my classes, the first class of that class, I was just like, holy shit, I am so happy I took this class, and I am so happy I have this instructor, and I'm just writing notes. I'm just going nuts. I am just going nuts. I'll bring yeah. in my notebook of uh, stuff. Do that, yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd love to, because I think the other thing, too, I don't know how you value notes. Oh, I value notes like no other dude. My, we- my... My note taking is impeccable, and I learned that from um, Doctor Randy Robertson, I think was his last name, at Purdue University in History 151. I don't know. I had two classes with him because this is what he did. Mm-hmm. You remember, you know, like in standard note taking in high school, the overhead. I don't know if that's an ancient machine anymore, but the overhead. What happens when the teacher wants you to write something down, they move the paper a little bit and they talk. Nobody's listening because they're writing down notes. And then when they're done writing notes, they're still not listening because whatever this person is saying is not what is on the overhead until he magically takes the paper and moves it down, you know, an inch or two. And then you write down that. In this class, he didn't do that. All he did, he had the overhead, right? And he'd write down Roman, four Roman numerals. And Roman numeral one would be the first topic, second, third, and fourth topic of that particular lecture. Everything else, you just had to take notes. No, no bullet points. So no bullet points. Just these are the topics. So anytime he would be t- speaking, I'm just profusely r- taking notes and l- t- listening. Both have word, by the way. Li- thank you, listening. What's important? What's not? Mm. You know what I'm saying? And then it'd be, like, moving on to the next one. And they'd be like, oh, shit, I didn't, I'm not done writing this last sentence of the previous topic. Ah! Okay, got it down. And um, I, I tried the laptop. Didn't really like it because I just found that using freehand on the pen and paper, I just felt more comfortable with that Yeah, than a laptop. Most people do. Because I, was, I could go quicker. Yeah, most people I can, can. go quicker writing than I can. I'm a fast typist, dude. But that's because I wrote books when I was a kid. I can type pretty fast, but I... Um, it was easier for me to think how to format my notes, bullet points, hyphens, subtext, like... Than to be like enter tab click one two bullet no... yeah uh, fair enough yeah you know
0: with, with it's more free form with the with notepads you can adjust accordingly and
1: I know exactly yeah. how I'm spelling a word rather than it's, like it's, skipping a key and then it's like oh shit now I need I want to go back and correct it yeah you're not yeah. you're not attuned to formatting yeah exactly. so I just write like crazy so how do we start talking about notes yes. yeah yeah okay. yeah
0: you said you were gonna bring in your not- notepad from all the stuff that you took and that sort yeah. of was the the value of notes and so you actually go. D- I mean, how I'm often? Have this realistically, life. though, how often do you look back on your uh, notes that you took in like college?
1: Not often, because I was thinking to myself: between never and not often,
0: I. The only time that I've ever was when we were when I was doing that Christian thinker yeah. sort of thing. I went back to some of my seminary notes, but aside from that, I haven't. I've never really, unless you're in the field. Yeah, it's not really, but they're so useful if you oh, actually engage notes. in that stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure the acting notes are going to be something that you probably will end up going over three or four times. Just oh, yeah. I go. I, I refer this back process. to that stuff
1: pretty often. Yeah. So how extensive were these notes? Well, I'll show you. All right. I will bring the book next time. Please do. Uh, I'll tell you this, is that I respect the notes so much that I... You type my, them up? No, I wow. write my notes in one notebook and I copy them into a into another okay, notebook. That's just as good as typing them up. You know, All I right. because what happens is my handwriting gets sloppy. You gotta type them up, man. Make a digital I copy. I don't type. Nope. You I don't type. I d- don't do digital, that. Digital. Nope. Copy. Digital I copy. I Don't type. Okay. Not doing it.
0: You're such a Luddite.
1: Because I have I have just it's my notes are for me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but what I do plan on doing someday is, you know, um When I become famous, is (laughs) I'm going to publish my notes, Mm. and it's going to look. It'll be in. They're going to be published, and they're not going to be in just text. It'll be published the way that I wrote them. So it'll be like a notebook style thing. I mean, that'll be a bar. They're really good notes. Just you are hoping for some serious fame, right there. No, (laughs) I'm not hoping for fame. I'm just saying that when that happens. Yeah. But, uh.
0: <laughs> no, that's fair. I, uh. Yeah, dude. I, I have most of my notebooks, though. I, I don't throw them away. I think that's a good habit to keep. Those of all the crap that people keep from their past oh, yeah. lives, I feel like
1: notebooks are probably most valuable. I. You really get a sense of who you were. I them. keep all my. I've kept all my history notes, I think. Yeah. Um. I'll it. Well. I, okay, so I guess it kind of relates to the
0: topic that we're on right now, but with the whole Hollywood situation, I would just say the culture of Hollywood, and I, I touched on this a little bit, but the culture of Hollywood when it comes to just the the challenge of people in the industry, especially those that are trying to make it, tend to be more vulnerable, and those that, that have the power – sorry, you were going to say – No, I'll, I'll I was actually going to interject real quick –
1: I was online today and I have a list of agencies that are franchised with SAG-AFTRA and then I was I just I googled top you know talent agencies in Chicago and I just was looking at a Yelp page and I saw several that I recognized and others that I didn't and I clicked on one of them and it's like do not trust this agency. I did one show for them. I'm having to, I, they, I was contacting them with emails. I probably have like an inch of emails, copies that I tried to get in touch with this person. Um, they only got back to me when I threatened legal action. I still haven't gotten it yet and do not trust this agency. They're just out to scam you. Look at the next review, you know, pretty much the same thing. Uh, I, they're super shady. I, learned that this person changes offices every so often. So either they're running away from something or they can't pay their rent. And there's like four or five of these comments. Oh, one of them, the first one was like, if I could rate zero stars and leave a comment, I would, but she couldn't. So she had to rate it one star out of five or four, whatever the uh, review is. And just all of them were like that. And one of them, one agency that I thought was maybe shady or maybe it closed was on there. And I don't recall how many reviews it got, but it said some positive things. But then I started thinking to myself, well, maybe they're legitimate or not. And then I started thinking like, well, what if they're not, but they intentionally post things on there to pretend like they are going back to what you were initially saying, the vulnerability people are so, um, apt to just bite at whatever comes the first thing that comes their way, because it's just so, rare you i mean i haven't worked up the numbers yet off of personal experience but i can tell you just knowing what instructors say and what professional said professionals have said in interviews and talking to other people who have been doing this for several years i remember one guy i was talking to uh who was an extra with me someone was asking like oh you've done these these national commercials he's like yeah but Imagine going to like 500 auditions and you get booked for two of those jobs, Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. that's what it's like. Mm -hmm. So that's why people are just like, "Oh, you want to?" Like they get their emotions get all riled up, and so they would just say yes, and then get themselves trapped into something that that objectively they would not have that they would have recognized. That makes total sense.
0: Wow, holy cow! Well, and that's the power of crowdsourcing too, right? That's the beauty of the age that we're in is that we have the internet and we have the availability of people who can leave reviews of like, be careful, like I've had a shitty experience with this. And if you've had a shitty experience with them, it's likely other people have too. And so you get to see trends, right? Like with all these Yelp or whatever it is, you have these this ability to be able to be like, you know what, there's a pattern here. I, it's better just to stay away from them. And really, when it comes down to it, That's going to make the best business, right? Because Mm -hmm. it's like those people who end up treating people with with respect and dignity are going to be the ones who get favorable reviews and who are going to have more people, legitimate people, working with them Then you have all the sort of bottom feeders sort of doing their thing. But there is that other side to it as well that I think will backtrack to sort of where you interjected, which was, you know, you have the vulnerable, and then you have people like uh, – there was the big news story about – I don't know if you heard uh, heard about uh, Ben Affleck and Casey Affleck in the news with the whole Weinstein-related yes. issues. I
1: read a headline that said uh, – I didn't read the article, but it said something along the lines of why Ben Affleck and ben Damon are in the crux of this entire thing that's going on. And I didn't read anything. I didn't hear anything about Casey. But I do know that he won his Academy Award for Best Actor – Um, this year, and there was a lot of backlash because, I don't know, seven years ago there were allegations of sexual assault, something along the lines that he had, like, gotten into bed with the woman, and, uh, and had groped her, or something weird like that. I don't know. Something along those lines. Okay. Uh, But continue.
0: Well, the... The whole story—the whole story of why Ben Affleck was highlighted—and we'll give a quick shout out. Another shout out. We're, we're, we're doing two shout outs right now. To uh, Philip DeFranco covered this a little bit, but Ben Affleck had posted a comment to the extent of, "We need to prevent something like the Harvey Weinstein incident from happening again." Oh yes, yes. yeah. And then who was it? What, Demi Moore? No, 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 no. no, no. It was. Um, I,
1: uh, it was. I recall this. It was another it, celebrity female. It, it was. Uh, yeah, and uh, she. So she said something along the lines. She because You're a hypocrite basically. Yes, because what happened was like 15 years ago. I don't know some a long time ago. I believe it was on. Maybe it was on. It, it wasn't TRL or maybe it was some MTV show. It was on something that he had like allegations that he had given her a hug and grabbed some boob Mm -hmm. in the process of Mm -hmm. doing so Mm -hmm. yeah and she had called him out on the tweet that he had just that you just mentioned that he had said yeah
0: when and and so there was this huge controversy of well okay so it may have been 15 years ago and and i saw the clip and it was i mean certainly weird uh and very inappropriate and i would say in today's standards absolutely sexual harassment but Considering all the other factors that were in play, it was one of those things that you know. Fifteen years ago, a single incident, somebody who didn't have a track record, like the Yelp Yelp reviews, right, where you have good comic, good comic, good comment, one star, then that has like a bad experience kind of thing. However, that one that one star or that bad experience could be so much more serious than all the positive or favorable reviews, right? So, like, say he he. Is guilty of sexual harassment of this actress. That uh, that Ben Affleck is guilty of this sexual harassment. Um, that even though he doesn't have a track record, record of it, he could still you know how how much how much weight would you put on that? Fifteen years ago, one instance of him grabbing an actress's boob mm-hmm. without permission, kind of thing. In the whole is that, does that put you on the same level as Harvey Weinstein, and should you have no right to sort of criticize or something, something yeah, like that? Yeah, I get what you're saying. So, I don't know, I mean... Do, Fame do is a slippery have, slope. Do, yeah, yeah, and can you can you dare throw, can you dare even throw stones at the most outrageous things without being accused of something yourself? Yeah.
1: Because
0: people, with social media these days, people can go back as far as they want and pull yeah. up whatever is is fitting to their own yeah. particular narrative. Agreed. But, you know, that's the danger of working in Hollywood, which is why I'm so glad that you're still in Chicago. <laughs> Second city, still doing stuff. When when is your next show by the way? Um, I, I I never wrote that down. I
1: have one on November 4th on a friday
0: oh that's in like three weeks
1: that's like a very sh- i have a small part in that one that's a very sh- that's a-, a show that's an hour long that's not long. your uh, 16th no, that's century not sh- that's not the showcase no okay the the big one that you've been learning yeah all this that's medieval the one vocabulary. in december no no not the medieval or the French. 16th century yeah no, whatever, that we're then. not do- that was just scene work for class we're not doing that oh, in the showcase man i was so excited. now very soon we're gonna start okay. working for the showcase working okay. on scenes for the showcase and is that going to be are you going to have a major
0: part in yeah
1: i mean that. i mean I, I there's 12 of us and i believe we're all doing like two or three scenes and it's going to be when i went to the last classes showcase our very first class i think there's i think it was like an hour and a half long that wasn't the one that we went to right no, okay. no that was just an improv okay night. that was just a
0: standard one yeah You reminded me to put my phone on silent. I just (laughs) did it right now. (laughs) As I know, me too. As we're hearing, Um, what do you got? What else
1: you got? You got anything? Um, nothing that is pressing.
0: I found something amusing. So, I I listen to basically all the politics podcasts out there. The major ones, anyway. There are a bunch of ones that I don't listen to, but all the ones that most people know, like, you know, the Sunday talk shows, the Slates, the Huffington Mm Posts, the, uh, what do you call it, the Weekly Standards. And I was listening to a Huffington Post podcast called... Uh, so that happened, which is a uh, recap of the week 's politics, and do you know what huffington post is yeah it, they're what, what is it I think they 're like a
1: super me- liberal media outlet is that correct they 're pretty
0: liberal yeah and uh, and so yeah they, that they give the news for that, but they 're also big into social media and utilizing Twitter, or Facebook, all you know the way that a lot of mm-hmm. companies are. And, but they said something that was very interesting that made me think, as somebody who's not on social media, <laughs> they were talking about Russian interference in the elections, and it got to this point of how easy is it to manipulate people who use social media, like Facebook and Twitter and all this. You know, pe- people use Facebook for their news source, right? Mm. They get their news from Facebook. And Facebook is not a news source. Facebook is a social media source, but... Regardless, sixty percent of Americans get their their news from 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 Facebook, and so they said something to the extent of well there's this horrible problem of just fake news going on and, on Facebook, and you know what we have to we have to deal with this fake news issue of people posting fake articles and all this stuff on facebook. I mean what's the alternative? we just don't use facebook <laughs> and, but it was said in this way that it was just like. what we just don't breathe air like we have a problem with oxygen so what you're just saying we don't breathe air it was one of those things that i'm thinking myself wait just a second i'm somebody who doesn't use facebook i like i don't have a problem with that i can totally say no to facebook it's not like we it's not like an appendage it's
1: easy it's not a part of our
0: body yeah we can we can say if we are getting bad information from a source and we're told this over and over again then we can say we just don't use it. We, bo- You know, like, whatever. If we have a problem with it, we can boycott it.
1: If we don't believe it's reliable, we just don't use it. But, I mean, if you say, like, okay, so the source isn't necessarily Facebook. The source is whatever outlet uses Facebook as a vehicle to get their information out there. Yeah. I,
0: I, I don't disagree. I, I just think that we've been conditioned to think that, Because people post articles on Facebook that we assume that it's a good place to get resources from. Okay. Whereas it's really just a a platform for people to share what's on their hearts. Yes. And that tends to not be a very factual (laughs) platform to to start your argument on. Because you can, I mean, people post all sorts of weird shit. I mean, what, you've got your,
1: you, you, how often do you use Facebook, would you say? i use i i look at facebook maybe once a day but i mostly check it for like notifications for like if i get invited to go to a party or something like that yeah uh every once in a while i'll scroll through the news feed to kind of like check out videos like whether it's news related or not that's,
0: those, um, does it have that thing where, I don't know if it's Facebook, where if you scroll down, it automatically starts playing video until you scroll past it? Or is that just Twitter?
1: No, that's on Facebook, but I don't use, I rarely go on Facebook on my laptop, it's just on my phone. Okay. Um, and I, I use it for observation. Yes, absolutely. And the only time I ever really <laughs> post thing, I do not, I do not post you know, put statuses up. I did that when it first came out, like 2000 or when I was able to use it 2006, 2007, coming home to Glen Ellen for October break. Who's yes. good? You know, when I'm in college yep. or to hit someone up, hit someone up on their wall, like, hey, what are you doing later today? Oh, it was cool hanging out with you. Like I used it in its early years, you know, the way as I a mean, direct communication yes. tool with yes. that individual, yes. not meant
0: as a platform yes. to say everyone else, look Correct. at my interaction. With Correct.
1: People. So. The only time I ever – I use it personally is when I'm, like, building a photo album of something that I did. Okay. Or if – I mean, or, I used it to t- promote the, the V&R stuff. Yeah. That's exactly. That's about it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, but also on the, on, the, on the consumption end as a sense of what's going on, right? Yes, if yeah. If you see a bunch of posts on something, you're going to be like, yeah. oh, there must be something going on in this area. You might pay a little more yes. attention to that. And – I think that the uh, the whole the whole point that they were dealing with is that that's how a lot of people orient their lives. I think most people, from my just general observation, this is has no scientific basis whatsoever. Seem to be more reliant on Facebook than your the average your average
1: Facebook personal average use once
0: a day seems to be pretty conservative for the average American. It would seem like. Those people in our positions would be pretty active. I know the people who I listen to on the podcasts say twenty to thirty times a day. You're fucking kidding me! They check Facebook all the time. Just I mean, literally I probably check every, Instagram
1: twenty to thirty times a day.
0: Every fifteen minutes or so, they're they're checking Facebook and or Twitter or whatever. They're checking social media, yeah, to look for feedback, to look what people are talking about, right? To try and get a sense of what other people are doing and. It goes to this trend of, you know, that sort of feeds into a conversation that I had with Ray a couple of days ago. Or maybe it was yesterday.
1: Maybe about, it was four months ago. Who knows? Ago. Who you know, knows? Time is relative. Really. I always tell people the other day, well, six the months ago. Day,
0: yes, I love that. The other day, it gives yeah. no uh, reference for a time of fame whatsoever. The other day,
1: the day that is not today. <laughs> the so day that is not today. Pretty broad.
0: <laughs> yeah. That when when it comes to down to a lot of you have you have reports from all of these psychological sociological in, uh industries putting out reports saying people are at their unhappiest level in recorded you know since this sort of reporting and recording has been going on and it's so it's so confounding to a lot of these sociologists and scientists because they say we have more access to all of these conveniences than any than in any other time in human history, and yet we find our happiness sort of on the decline. Mm-hmm. And you have this attitude of, I don't know, looking, I think looking outward is where we're at right now, where it's this, we're, we check social media to see what other people are talking about. If there's mm-hmm. a common trend of what lots of other people are talking about, we take interest in it we're looking outward. We're not we're not so much focused about like what's going on in yes. here. It's like where's where, where's the wave taking us? Where's and you know like
1: that real quick I'll say was why I was so bent on moving to LA. I was it it was a lot cuz I want to live there, but it's more so like searching for something that will give me more happiness than I have now. And then I realized like, well, I'm just going I'm just searching outward and not I'm like super content and happy with everything right now the, like the people around me the classes i'm taking doing my thing like so that's like oh wow it's but, pretty interesting but
0: i think more than that too and i think this is what people undervalue is that you know the grass is always greener on the other side but yes on on your side of the lawn if you start watering your grass if you start planting those <laughs> seeds early on start watering your grass like you're not going to notice you're not going to notice when that grass starts sprouting yeah. and you suddenly have a full lush lawn by the time you have a full lush lawn, you're you're going to be in awe. You know, yeah. you're going to be like, "How did it come to this?" But the fact is, it takes those planting those seeds. Where you'd wanted to move to L.A. to move to the other side of the lawn and be yes. like, the "Grass is so green over there. I'm going to go plant my stake and just start it over there." Yeah. Whereas here, you're you know, you had made you had made the decision. All right, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna resist this resist that impulse. I'm gonna plant a couple of seeds, see what happens, water it. And over the course of time, I mean, look at where you are right now. I mean, yeah. the, the possibilities are really endless. You you have done more things than I could have possibly imagined you would have. You yeah, you right? know, in in just basically the past year. It was all of these a year ago when extra work for the track, class.
1: In the year ago, I was like, oh, this I could if I take this, then I can take this class and this and this and this, and then I can maybe audition for these two and I. have uh, it, it was just an idea it was like maybe i'll go t- i'll take this route and maybe things will look like this in this time frame and now it's really awesome cause it's like a year later you get accepted to like, programs yeah. you get
0: you get accepted to all these other oh shit, you know I've been talking and stuff not like in i'm like but um that's cool you're gonna have to adjust the whole thing
1: yeah it, yeah i have to audition again to continue in one of the programs that i'm in so i'm like fuck Oh man, it's another uh, threshold moment. Well, it's kind of like part of me wishes that I don't get it because that means it's money that I don't have to spend again, mm-hmm. or I'll can cond- I'll maybe do it at a later time, um, and but part of me wants to just to get it over with and just keep. You know what I'm saying? Just well, yeah. When you when you're on a roll,
0: it's like why not? Yeah. You know why not build on the momentum? And if you're if you're really picking up steam, do you feel like it's that snowball effect of you're making this progress and then it's gonna you're gonna pass these gates and these classes and it's gonna build off of it or is is that yeah sort of for what sure the, the hope is yeah okay keep building. I don't want to stop. No, I know you don't want to stop, but when it comes to, like, as far as Second City will take you, really, yes. is the question.
1: Yes, because right now, I'll be finishing with the acting lab. If I continue with the conservatory, that would be level three, four, five, four, five six. So it'll be by the middle of June that I'll finish with, f- complete that, if I get accepted to continue after my audition on Friday. And then other than that, it's just little classes here and there that I'd want to take. Um but yeah. Wow. Well, I mean I'd want to take other classes at other like different improv classes at other places too, like at Annoyance or I.O. You know, not just um I don't know Second what those City. Are. IO is improv Olympic. It's just called IO. It's like down the street from Second City, a couple of miles down the street, I think. Annoyance. I can't remember where that is, but that's another comedy place. hmm
0: So take a 90 degree turn. Okay. I'm just gonna throw throw this out of here. And again, I like think I know may- what you're gonna maybe say maybe it sticks and maybe it doesn't. No, this is pretty pretty 90 degree. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so again, I'm going back to another yep, conversation yep, yep. I had. Keep had going, with, keep
1: going, keep going, bring it up.
0: Ray. And it was Just a topic that he had mentioned something that sparked my mind that had been on my mind for a while, which was he said something about uh, he has a daughter in California. And so I was asking about uh, was she anywhere near the wildfires?
1: Yeah. And she wasn't. She's in Southern California. What wildfires? What wildfires? Yeah. President (laughs) Trump says everything's okay in California. (laughs) That's right. What wildfires? No. What wildfires?
0: (laughs) Hurricane? Hurricane in Puerto Rico? No um what they can't handle a little rain that's (laughs) they're lucky yeah and so i i was like yeah you know what we have these we have this the it it feels as though we're going through through this period of revelation where we have you know fires burning in california you have tsunamis like you had this horrible tsunami happen in the philippines you had uh Three hurricanes hit the americas you had an earthquake in mexico you have shootings in las vegas you have anarchy across the globe you have this rise of uh nationalism and white supremacy and all of these you know violent factions coming out and saying we are going to be heard and we are going to we are going to march in the streets and commit violence against those that oppose us we have you know tectonic shifts we have uh, we, we have the, you know, acceleration of, uh, uh, the melting of the, the ice caps yeah. you had you had recently, about three months ago, you had the largest, uh, I, 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 I shall, um, glacier whatever break off of the Antarctic. And oh, that's right. It. it was like the largest and it was the it size of. It changed its shape. It, it, now they have to redraw the maps. Yeah. And it's like, you have all of this weird stuff, like once once-in-a-thousand-year hurricanes, once-in-a-thousand-year floods, like, once in a, like, all happening over the course of these past couple of years, and you think to yourself, my goodness, is this, is this what the end of the world looks like? But I don't know, man. Um, part of me, the scientific part of me says, I think that social media and just instant news makes us aware that all these things are happening. Like, stuff changes all the time, right? But on the other hand... It also seems like this acceleration is happening at a pretty darn fast level right now, faster than perhaps should be. I mean, all these once-in-a-hundred once or once-in-a-thousand-year scenarios seem to be happening... Quite often. Mm-hmm. More, more you know, multiple in our lifetime. I mean, the New York City subway was shut down for the first time in, like, 70 years. The whole thing? Tw- yeah, twice during, uh, while I was living there. Once during Hurricane Sandy and once during a blizzard. Oh. Um, natural disasters for the first time in, like, 70 years. And uh, it just doesn't happen. So, I don't know, man. Was, uh, was that where you thought I was going? Revelation? No,
1: I thought you were going to say, no, I thought you were going to say something else. Okay. Um... But one of my instructors at Second City, uh, he's super into like sci-fi and like that kind of type of stuff. And he's and he's just jo- jokingly said, "Yeah, I have, I have this prediction that in you know ten thousand years, mankind will have you know we will have evolved as these beings that no longer are bound to physical bodies, but we will somehow have like we'll just be these entities that that whose thoughts permeate the." Ethos and I was kind of, and, and he was just joking around and everything like that. But I'm thinking to myself, like, holy shit, what does 10,000 years look like from now with the tech not like in terms of technology? What
0: fun story? Speaking of 10,000 years from now, scientists also just recently discovered this past week that you know, the uh, volcano in Yellowstone, yes, the super volcano, yeah, that they had predicted it would take. It was thousands or tens of thousands of years to erupt again. They miscalculated. Now By a, ten,
1: a thousand to ten thousand years? By okay. a, t- a thousand to ten thousand years. Yeah. So it could
0: happen within the next couple hundred, hundred years. Okay. And once that, that super volcano does become active again, it's the end of humankind, as we know. Really? Now. It That will be the end of the, the world.
1: When it erupts? Yes. Yeah.
0: And it'll happen in the next how couple How big is this years. volcano? It's Yellowstone. It's like the... The whole thing? It's wherever the little, like... Steam things that come up around the park. So I quiet. haven't, I haven't actually looked at a map of where the super volcano is. I've seen general maps of how they map it out, but it's huge. It's
1: massive. So one eruption leads to the end of the world, or it's, like multiple eruptions in a short amount of time. The the size
0: the size of what this volcanic eruption would be once it becomes active is equivalent to what wiped out the dinosaurs. Okay, That's, it's the same size, and so they were trying to predict when it was going to erupt, and they were saying, it's not going to happen for a couple thousand years, so we can probably develop the technology to be able to stop it. But now it's a couple hundred
1: years, and it's kind of like, okay, well, you know, our timeline is significantly diminished. I keep thinking... Well, we were talking about, in like, the same instructor who I commented on right before, um, was saying how, imagine... There was, like, a hundred years ago in the newspaper, what were the biggest things that people were scared to die of and it's like it's it's like no 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 it's like polio tuberculosis like these and other things not just sicknesses but these other things that we would now are we just laugh at like what do you mean we've conquered that burning that's not gonna happen but imagine right now what are we afraid to uh to die from like on hurricanes or meter hitting the earth so now i'm just thinking of like oh man what if what would happen what type of advancements we make in technology and medicine in 50 to 100 years where the things that we're worried about now impacting our day-to-day lives in 50 to 100 years would be like what are you talking about can i predict? we conquered that can that's I, not an issue anymore can i predict a future yeah one that we'll have to deal
0: with a future potential mm-hmm. natural disaster that we'll have to face Artificial Intelligence.
1: Oh, dude, I'm all about that. Yeah, that's sure.
0: That is going to be our arch nemesis, I feel like. Well, there
1: was that AI, that bot that Facebook had to shut down because it created its own language to communicate with, like, other bots. That was scary. Bots. Yes, I heard about and they that. And they couldn't figure out what the language it, was. It, like, it
0: invented what? its own
1: language on its own. It was not programmed well, whatsoever to do this. I think of, too, in the movie Tron Legacy when um, Clue... Uh, he he's like uh he creates jeff bridges character creates clue a mere image of himself to help him in this digital world right and he's like i want you to create the perfect system and then what happens is clue is like uh am i still to create the perfect system and he's like yeah and so they had organized a coup because in that br- digital brain okay you want me to create the perfect system. If you want me to create the perfect system, I must now go against the master and the Elim- uh, and the users. The, you remove you know? the root problem. But what? Yes, precisely. What is flawed?
0: It is human. Yeah, and that is the flaw. Yeah, it is human. Um, yeah, I mean that that ultimately, I think, is going to be the the greatest challenge because you have people like. Elon Musk, I think, I think it was Elon Musk who criticized Mark Zuckerberg for not fully appreciating the capacity of artificial intelligence and the reality that you had a instance, a mass sort of leap in artificial intelligence was, um, oh my goodness, the Chinese, the Chinese version of chess, um, Go, it's called Go. And it's something like a hundredfold no potential moves. It's of, of the game of chess. And so it's beyond the capacity of a processor to compute all the potential moves that it could make. So the computer, in re- as a result, would have to use intuition. Because it simply could not process the number of potential moves that it could make in order to determine certain victory. And so it had to use probability and that when you teach a computer probability, then that's when it starts sort of developing its, its own conscience because then it is choosing it. it, If it is given a 70% chance, you are giving it the choice to choose from that 70% or that 30%. What's it going to choose? 70%. So you're giving it choice over that probability and it gets to make that decision. Like that's wow. the scary part, and that's kind of where we're at right now. I mean, look at look at um, look at Facebook tagging software. It's able to identify people who you don't know, yeah, and it's able to use that because of intuition. Like there is a certain intuitive element that's able to filter out. Like there's a reason why it's so damn accurate. Like it'll identify you in photos that you never thought you were taking a picture in. Yeah, because it it does all that and. This is, I mean, imagine what the military has in regards to its capabilities when it comes to voice, face, biometric identification. All that'll become commercial in a matter of a couple of decades, really. Yeah. All, all military technology becomes commercial at some point. And uh, once that happens, dude, everyone is going to have power like we've never seen in their own hands. Even the lowliest among us can have just extraordinarily capable power. Just from a simple electronic device, we'll be able to do incredible, unfathomable things. How quickly do you
1: think that we will have uh, technology, computer stuff, integrated into our biology? They're starting.
0: I mean, we've already, we've already begun that, that transition right now. I think that there's going to be, once they develop an effective way to be able to do it, we're going to see a mass just like the gold rush, you know, like, like the same way that MySpace took off, you know, into Facebook and all that, like social media exploded. Um, industrial revolution like biometrics I think is the next frontier and you see it when it comes to recently this past year they the military unveiled technology biometric technology to replace the limbs of yeah. veterans and these were fully autonomous uh, uh, machines that integrated into their nervous system yeah. and into their neurological patterns to say I'm I think this my hand moves like that is the new frontier, and so you have people who are getting integrated with th- this technology That it's already happened. I mean, we're going to see the commercial aspect
1: emerge in the next 30 years, but... I think it'll be super scary when they're like, Hey, we've got this new chip. Come to the store and we'll implant it into you for free. And it's just like, fuck. Here come the sheep being herded into the... The imagine field. though
0: all the ailments we have like tooth decay yeah get a get a chip or an implant to take care of never having to worry about cavities again have eye issues like can't see nearsighted farsighted come get a chip implanted have anything wrong with your ears come get a chip implanted you'll never have to worry about it for the rest of your life like have back problems Come get a, come get some implant you will be fine until the day that you die Don't want to die? We have a chip for that, too.
1: (laughs) Uh, Don't want to die? We've got a chip for that, too. (laughs) Uh,
0: That's true. So true some crazy stuff. Well, we're approaching an hour right yeah, now, so I don't I'm know good. if you've got anything else. That about. was real funny. I mean, you really have sort of knitted yourself a rope of your own hair right, right. now. This That's been, what This is I thought uh, you were going to say the 90
1: is, degree turn is that I've been combing my fingers no, through my hair this I was entire waiting. time. I
0: was waiting until we were nearing the end and I was going to make a mention that you literally have been taking strands of your hair and making just a literal rope that perhaps a mouse could climb on right now for the whole time (laughs) this whole time i've been
1: just running my fingers through my hair
0: that's so gross that's so that's don't leave it for dulce to clear it as a mustache
1: dulce would be so upset if you left that it's so funny (laughs) it's so funny because when it's not your hair it's gross but when it is your hair it's interesting